I'm sorry. I'm sorry about everything. How old were you when you learned that Nickelback was Canadian? <laughs> Today. Today. Now, Brandon, weren't you vehemently defending Nickelback a few moments ago? Yeah, about 10 minutes ago. Yep. Yep. I was there. I'm ashamed. I'm perfect. ashamed of you, Brandon. Uh, I'm ashamed of Canadians. So, <laughs> Brandon, what changed? What what happened in, in the throes of your defense of Nickelback? So... Here I was defending Nickelback because I'm tired of everybody pretending that Nickelback is bad and like it's just a cool thing to hate Nickelback when I know all these motherfuckers were out here jamming out to how you remind me when they were seven or however old. Sir, I was not. <laughs> so, yeah, I was defending them and then I uh, found out they were Canadian. I'll give them one song. One. Oh, I smell bullshit. I thought you hated Nickelback. What I do you just, mean they got one song, I Cleve? I just remembered there was a song that they did for the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. It was all right. It was Chad Kruger. It wasn't Nickelback. It doesn't count. Okay, even better. <laughs> what was it? It was uh, it was a, a hero can save us. I had my man yeah. from what, uh, Seether or whatever? Uh, no, 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 Saliva. 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 Yeah, yeah. The guy from Seether did the other song. And then Corey Taylor. And, oh, and then go. that was like when Corey Taylor first did a song out of Slipknot, which was fucking crazy during that time. Bro, it's Spider Man. You can't say no to Sp- we we're literally talking about how the PS5, literally every PlayStation console for like the last what five years would not be successful without Spider-Man. Run that whole sentence by me one more time. I need to follow you precisely <laughs> on this track. Well, I would say the last five years. Last five years for Sony has been what? All Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Yes, best purchase that Sony has ever made. Bargain. Hands down. But. Kept them afloat like Waterworld, baby. Kevin Costner, wherever you are, making this mysterious movie. Guys, tell my wife about that Kevin Costner fucking roller coaster you boys were telling me about. Bro, boys, it was all clean. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, I was on with you, dude, I, dude. And I don't know if you've seen that like thirty second teaser that he put out for Horizon. It, no. I mean, it, the 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 vibe just it it just looks right. Yeah, the insane cast. They got Sam Worthington in the movie. How the hell did they even do that? Yo, Sam stays looking for work, and I say that respectfully. Yeah, but you ain't seen him in nothing except Avatar in the last 10 years. Hold on, we're about to... I gotta do that Brandon thing where I have to factually fact-check you. Hot diggity damn, clean. Fuck him up. You're wrong. 
Yeah, Fractured 2019. Classic. Did, did if you've not seen Fractured that? with Sam, I, I put money plenty of people. Put it on. Put on Fractured. Come back to me next week. Now please. we're working. Next week. I said next week. I'll pop it in the VCR. Given the, the vibe of the movie, it feels like it, it would have came out in the early 90s. Like Flatliners. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. Ooh, Kiefer's. Kiefer Sutherland. Why would you say? Kiefer don't ever say. Kiefer. I don't know why I, I said like that again. Kiefer. <laughs> like, Kiefer Sutherland with you? would be so great as like the main protagonist in like a 1990 version of Dead Space, wouldn't he? I don't know about Dead Space, but I agree with the vibe you're going for. Kiefer Sutherland fighting space aliens in Dead Space. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. What about uh, my man who played uh, Mulder on um, David? On David, fucking the X Files. Yeah, I could definitely see him in the '90s doing Dead Space. Oh, in the '90s? Yeah, that changes it. I could see both of yeah. them doing it. My man should have been Max Payne. Who, mm. David? Yeah. Hell yeah. Ah. That's a hard sell, oh, buddy. Oh, no, man. Yeah, that's a hard sell, buddy. <laughs> All right, David the Covey, 1995 Max Payne. Uh, it's still a hard sell, that's man. That's still a hard yeah, sell. That's still a nah, hard sell. Man. He's not a bad actor. I, I even argue you can get Dude Man from The Shield. Who, the bald one? Yo, even like you, I literally slapped a toupee on him, and I think he would have done great. Are you, but, you um, about the guy that's in Breaking Bad also? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, shit, I forgot that was him in Breaking Bad. Yeah. I completely forgot. Hank. With his damn minerals. The minerals. The minerals, Marie. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start yelling about Marie around my house. My wife is going to be confused until this episode comes out. I do this shit all the fucking time. I get hooked on one of your guys' stupid zingers. And I go around <laughs> just saying it. Just annoying everybody. What was the last zinger that annoyed the household? Oh, dude, I couldn't even tell you. You guys have been pretty zingerless lately. Oh wow, damn! <laughs> are you calling me? I, tell us how you really are feel. Are you assuming? Are you assuming my emotions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, bro, he said we're not spicy Latinos. <laughs> I'm just saying. saying you guys aren't yeah. the one chip challenge. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm like, not doing that success. again. Oh, I'm not doing man. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying if you watch that one episode of that one podcast I did where I ate the when I when we did the five nut challenge, never again. Nothing hot is going in my mouth ever again. Selling us to go watch an episode of one of your podcasts is like Ken Dog telling me to go watch an episode of Gundam. There's so many different options that I don't even know where to fucking start. YouTube. Okay, jackass, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> There's your zinger, asshole. <laughs> I deserve it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, shit. Oh. Bravo, Queen. Bravo. Oh, it's a good day. It's oh, a good shit. day. Well, it's a good day for you, but it's a bad day for, for our boy. I don't even remember where he is. 
what happened to Isaac? Give us a brief rundown. Oh, it's, I don't, it's easy. Like, I don't quite, like, I know Homeboy, okay, so Homeboy is like his girlfriend, his girl, his wife? <laughs> lady, his lady Here, friend. let me, I'll take his, you back. Have a, have a seat. His, his lady. You, you his know life, what, his his life Yeah. <laughs> his soulmate is just like, I'm going to go on this last hoorah. And I'm going to go on this last two raw on this dilapidated ship to go break some stuff. And he was like, cool, see you later, babe. And then things obviously go wrong there. So now he's on another <laughs> ship to go to that ship. And everything went wrong. And now there's creatures running around. But I don't remember the specifics. Like, I know... And there's noises going through the pipes and shit, too. Yeah, and they got separated. And Isaac is basically the only guy who does All right, anything. that's management cutting, cutting costs. <laughs> pretty much well the other chick the, the other chick um, freaking uh, Kendra oh, she does stuff too but that's a whole other monster alright give us the actual rundown then cause uh, yeah that was great that was about spot on actually so what is she essentially <laughs> <laughs> alright so like we'll backtrack cause it has been a hot minute so recap time <laughs> So it all works out like this, right? So Isaac is on this rescue mission. He's riding the Killian. Remember, he was with Hammond, who was like the head of security for the Killian. There was Chen, his co-pilot, his right-hand man. There was Haley, the third musketeer in that group of musketeers. And then Kendra. Kendra is like the computer scientist slash she works tandem with Isaac. If Isaac is the hardware, she's the software. So they kind of handle the different aspects of repairs, right? And you were right about homegirl piecing out to join this dilapidated ship or whatnot. So essentially, what Isaac is met she? Nicole. Well, <laughs> I'm about to get there. I'm just let me let me get there. They're, they're fucking. That's what's going on. Exactly because she was taking care of his mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's banging the nurse. He's banging, well, the doctor has some goddamn respect. Ah, you lady, you a nurse. <laughs> she has a PhD, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Let's call it what it is, boys. I don't think we have any lady doctors listening to this podcast. We're just throwing it out there. I think we're okay. They're just doctors. Lady doctors, we're going to find They're you. just doctors, damn it. No, they're lady doctors. They work hard to be ladies. Alright, so he's smashing the doctor who's taking care of his mom, and then they blow they grow this beautiful relationship. And she's like and he's like, he's the one that hears about the posting. It's not even her. Like she is comfy, she's good in her lane. He's like, yo, the Ishimura is gonna come through, they're gonna do this one mining thing, and then they're gonna decommission the ship. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. You need to apply for it. Oh, so he approached her for it. It yeah, pretty much he pushed her into it. Like, yo, you okay. deserve this. It'll look good on your resume. Yeah, Isaac is the reason why she's even there. See, that's an important plot point I would have left out. No, no, no. Trust me. It, it, it all comes together. I, I promise you. And then there was the incident with his mother. And that kind of caused the rift between them while she was on the Ishimura. So essentially, they fall out of contact for a couple weeks until he gets a video message from her. And the video message is she's apologizing for everything that's happened, everything that's come between them. 
there's something going on in the Ishimura and she's kind of just like hey you know I love you and you know Isaac being the man that he is especially with the grief of what's going on with his family he decides I ain't got nothing going on I'm gonna pack up join the rescue mission and I'm gonna go save my woman so that's where we picked up you know they hit age of seven age of seven was supposed to be this planet that had tons of resources plentiful resources it had a colony um, things were going well until things weren't and we're actually going to learn a lot more about it in this Fuck. chapter but not too too much damn it fuck no what uh, yeah i have a question Fuck no yeah because essentially that's what happens Uh-oh. yeah do is this a murphy's law situation yes fantastic yes and my you, style the, it's one of the i was gonna say the biggest thing to realize is not everybody is reliable except and, and we're gonna see that especially except <laughs> so to pick up on the summary i hate everything you go to the ishimura the you submarine. go to the ishimura things are on the submarine or the rock village okay so it's a foot long of pain because everything's destroyed. It looks like shit. That's when they start ordering Isaac to do everything. That's where he hops on security and he does the breakdown. Foot long of pain. A foot long of pain. He said submarine. I don't know. Sandwiches came in. And that's what we learned. That everything on the ship is broken. Trams are broken. Shields are broken. Engines are broken. People are broken. Yeah. And then that leads to Chen being massacred. Isaac running for his life, grabbing a plasma cutter, running around the ship a little bit to get work done. Um, Chen might be following Hammond and Kendra everywhere they go on the ship as a dead person. That's happening. And then remember, Isaac and all the craziness that we saw in the in that last episode, he went back to go see Haley and she was fine on the ship. Yeah, remember what happened to Haley? I have a feeling that you're going to tell us true thank you captain obvious what about you clean uh same answer <laughs> same answer all right so explosion best friend explosion was the answer <laughs> so we got so wait so she wait whoa, whoa, whoa. or she casted explosion like she's fucking megamine okay because this sounds real bad because oh like, well, i'm sorry megamine yes <laughs> Megami, good lord, I, none of us can talk to I don't know. The only thing I'm thinking about is this foot long of pain and then an explosion happened after. Some I'm still exactly. stuck on a submarine. <laughs> submarine. Alright, well, yo, nobody will listen into the Beatles, dog. So when Isaac gets back on the ship, Fuck like a Beatles. crazy person, he's trying to tell Haley, Oh sh- we're gonna hold off on that controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac tries to tell Haley, yo, there's fucking monsters all over the ship. Chen is dead. Nothing is what it seems. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. The engine's acting funny and my, my, my ankle's still broken. And <laughs> they're actually going to start repairs on the Kellyan. But the minute Isaac gets on the ship, tells Haley what happens, the monsters immediately start attacking the Singularity core on the ship. Haley immediately runs with her plasma rifle tries to take him out isaac tries to back her up they blow up the singularity isaac gets catapulted out of the kellyan and then Haley, who's at this point probably burning to death sinks into whatever bottom portion of the ishimura docking bay is there 
And that's where we left off. I don't remember it being so brutal. <laughs> it wasn't a great day for I don't, Isaac. I don't is remember it being metal. Like I remember like something messed up happened, but I don't remember it being fucking metal. Yeah, I don't remember I don't remember her going into a Pepsi can and like just that. becoming McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> Bro, she wasn't even McDonald's Sprite. It's what it's that part in Con Air where's the skeleton? <laughs> oh shit. God, I I'm, I'm gonna rewatch Con Air tonight. But yeah, just uh, TLDR joins rescue mission to save girlfriend. Uh, the ship is immediately infested. Something's wrong. You go back to get your homie. Ship escape ship explodes, and now you're stuck having to figure out how to get off on the Ishimura. <laughs> and that's what we're picking up on. Sounds like a Saturday night in Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, because we're on our way to medical, so this is actually really right, actually. Um, but it's not for that burning sensation. <laughs> It just gets better. All right. Right. So, and then (laughs) there was one part on the recap I forgot to put back in. So when Isaac got blown out, he didn't even have a second to mourn what happened. He immediately got (laughs) ambushed by creatures. You have two options. You can fight said creatures or you can just immediately run back into like the the cargo holding area where everybody first enters the Ishimura completely up to the player but that's where we're picking on so Isaac may have mercilessly slaughtered the aliens in his rage of losing Haley or he ran away because like you said wow it got real metal real quick we pick back up with Isaac he's going to medical and we're going to medical because we need a particular item from the captain of the ship and that's his last location at this point probably isaac is you know breathing or just trying to rationalize you know surviving the surprise attack on the kellyan losing Haley, losing chen i would probably think more especially with the chen reveal because literally the first thing you see in the game is chen being impaled and thrown down like a rag dog to now hear that he's chasing Hammond and Kendra and the only thing the only word you kind of hear Isaac utter in all of this is shit that is the best way to describe the situation what have we has he talked before has he been having in the original game no okay so this is like an important distinction yes this game he talks a lot more he actually utters words and says things back to like Hammond and, and Kendra on the ship. So they went away from silent protagonist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. They they wanted to like really flesh him out this time around. Okay. I can. I, okay. In your opinion, since you 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 know you're, you've kind of seen both, the, is it is it a better fit? I think it, it, it makes him more human because there's nothing wrong with the silent protagonist mm-hmm. um, like trope. No, I actually quite enjoy it. It leaves room for the viewer to input themselves. Headcanon. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I enjoy that more in Fallout. It, it, it oddly works for Dead Space, especially with like the horror feel. And, and mind you, there's nothing wrong with the silent protagonist because it clearly worked the first time around right it's just a case of with him having those relationships with nicole and stuff it's nice to kind of hear him utter and say things especially because 
we haven't hit the real meat and potatoes of the game, but there's a lot more stuff that goes on that that is going on currently. Okay. But that's, you know, and I will say this, a lot of it also too, I'm just kind of filling in with things that are happening and what I I perceive to think Isaac is thinking about, especially when you run into certain like messages or you're reading certain emails. Because we learn quickly, especially going to medical, not everything on the Ishimura was always on the up and up. To get back to the scenario, Isaac is walking through a security checkpoint. He walks through the security checkpoint where the whole nightmare began. So he enters the flight deck and he goes from the flight deck to the tram station that he just finished repairing. And as he enters, it's another disheveled hallway He's, he's looking for supplies, but he's only greeted with bloodstained covered floors, suitcases, bags, all covered in blood, sometimes limbs laying around. And then he stumbles onto another restroom murder scene. So if you've played the game, it's probably some of the most detailed or gory areas are the locker rooms or the restrooms on the Ishimura. So definitely be prepared to see more of that. Well, regardless of all the bodies and blood that he sees... He presses on, he takes the silent ride down the cargo lift to the tram. And the only thing that keeps him company is the gears and rotors as he descends into the unknown. And the odd part about it as you're playing, every noise that you hear, it, it sounds like a it sounds like a ticking noise or kind of like a countdown towards something ominous or something dark that's gonna greet Isaac. The elevator gets there. It's another ransacked area, but this time it's shrouded in darkness and it's got little, little spots, just subtle lights scattered throughout the room. And it's like the little neon emergency lights. But luckily, there's no action in this room. There's no monsters. It's actually a place for Isaac to rest and collect himself. So the first thing he does, he goes to the, the equipment kiosk with the with the you know parameters being changed on this particular mission Isaac is going to have to you know step his game up or evolve his gear especially to take on these predators so he enters the little kiosk store and he comes out and his engineering suit actually has a lot more armor patches cladded on him so that way he's a little bit more durable so if those monsters you know they try to pierce or slash at him he got a little bit more durability well after fixing his suit after, you know, putting some modifications on his plasma cutter, it's at this point he now proceeds to medical. Once again, he hops on another cargo elevator. It goes lower and lower into, like, the bowels of the ship. And then as Isaac keeps walking through, all you can hear him is navigating these dark corridors with the echo of machinery and maybe things running amok amok in the ventilation. All the cargo rides we've taken, all the little dark tunnels we've walked through, it pays off because we entered the medical cargo area and we arrive at a medical desk and this desk kicks off chapter two, AKA intensive care. And what kind of care do you think you guys can expect on the Ishimura? Uh, The same one I just put in the chat. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a bit ambitious, Brandon. (laughs) 
to be fair, like every uh, <laughs> every pause I have is me trying not to <laughs> like just explode. <laughs> the third one is the one that got me. Yeah. <laughs> but except the second one, expect the second one of, of people getting slapped around in this chapter. I was I thought we were gonna get bandages and then like lollipops after. Do they still do that? It's not that kind of doctor. I think they're gonna put the firm in infirmary. Oh god. Oh boo. Oh, I thought it was good. And that's our episode, y'all. <laughs> I'm not gonna apologize dad for joke. that. No, one. I had no dad jokes. I thought that one was good. <laughs> I liked it. He's just not a dad. He'll get there. It's true. Marriage is the first step. I don't know, man. I've <laughs> in this economy. Fair. Mm. <laughs> Clean's like I don't have a retort to that. I don't. You got me mm. on inflation. Yep. Hey. <laughs> and I like to. I'm not your little sucio, Clean. You can't catch me off guard, baby. <laughs> All that was for comedy context. All it's right, not but... real. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna so we're gonna you gotta watch the uh was that so so so, th so this doctor's office is abusive yeah think of it like um civil war medicine the closest thing to an anesthetic is what's your favorite whiskey oh my god with that tonic <laughs> so yeah because there's gonna be a whole lot of this member in <laughs> yeah <laughs> Boy, that Sonic is that leather belt, baby. That's the, the only chaser the, you get. They're over there uh, mixing snake oil and, and cum together and stuff, and they think it's like a miracle <laughs> Sonic now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I apologize for nothing tonight. Bro, now. what? <laughs> I don't... Y'all, we're going to pause for technical difficulties. Yo. That tonic is dark. It probably fits on the Ishimura, but that is dark, sir. <laughs> oh I don't God. even know if that's dark. I don't know what to label that as. I don't have a category. <laughs> is cum its own category? Presidential. It was, We're going to um, have to make it one. It was uh, aphrodisiac tonic. We'll call it that. Bro, that is like legit. That's some snake oil. <laughs> that's that mamba. <laughs> That mom. It sounds like a perfume, like Sex Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Made by Odeon. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> you say Odeon or Gideon? Odeon. Odeon. No. Oh, like Onision? <laughs> nah, I don't talk about G Gideon. I don't need him talking shit about me now. Oh, no, we need that kind of hype. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we make it to the big leagues. But speaking of big leagues, y'all, this is when Isaac enters the medical room and you all know what he's going to expect to see. He enters the room and looks to his left to see the dismembered remains of crewmen holding a tool. What is the tool in question, you ask? It is the Kinesis module. So this particular module it's the one that allows for crewmen to move large objects, crates, uh, machinery. Uh, we got to see a little bit of that in the previous chapter with the stasis mod. 
but it's cool though because it doubles as a weapon for you yes you need to navigate it through the environment and use it to connect equipment but Isaac could also use it to pull dismembered spikes or blades from the creatures and use it as a weapon against them. There's even there's even an achievement for pinning down the monsters to like walls or floors. Alright, I fuck with it. So it's pretty much you have a free tool to use the force. So, after, you know... Isaac gets the module, he hooks it into his equipment, he begins moving shipment that's kind of blocking his progress, and then he proceeds more forward through the medical cargo bay, and then he moves up a ramp, and it leads to another tram. Isaac rides the trams the way people ride subway in New York. You know, it's all damn day. As Isaac is walking toward the ramp, and as he's inching closer to the door, we hear a voice. Now... Given everything that's occurred in the last, like, hour, is it a friend? Is it an ally? Is it a companion? And that last one would be a huge dream in this nightmare scenario. But it's exactly what you expect. Isaac enters the room to see one of the Ishimura security personnel. She's lying there slowly dying, echoing these terrifying words don't let them out don't let them out gotta hold the line they all came back and like that she passes away uttering this ominous warning and that leaves Isaac with one option given the warning and what he just walked in on He's going to grab her plasma rifle since it's available. So Isaac proceeds to grab this new weapon. <laughs> yeah, so this is where you get a freebie. Um, you could, at this point, I believe the the plasma shotgun comes, in, comes available. But you get a plasma rifle, so you get to go machine gun crazy. Cool thing about it. It's a machine gun, but it also shoots uh, remote mines. So that way you can actually line up the path. And then, you know, have the monsters approach you. They blow up. It gives you some breathing room. Highly recommend the plasma rifle. It is a fun weapon to use in the game. Clean. I think you've probably seen your son use it a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've been talking. We've been talking about a lot of um, weapon systems in video games lately. We're going to become like video game weapon experts at, at, by the end of this. That would be a fun episode. That would be a fun episode. A little gunsmith episode. Yeah, it's very interesting. We. Uh, it's just. Uh, machine, you know, machine guns are my thing. I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, which you'll hear. Uh, but it's it's beautiful weapon systems. I, I love them. I love them. I think you get a kick out of, like, especially talking about some of the ones in, like, Dead Space and, like, Starfield, like, the mechanics and all that and how it plays with real world. I know you and Brandon would have a kick out of it. I'd just be like, I'm a civilian. I, I, do, enjoy, I do enjoy good bullet gravity when playing, like, a space game. You know, that's a, it's a feature not a lot of people think about. Yeah. After, uh, yo, I will say this. Isaac, for somebody who's strictly an engineer, who, like, worked and studied with, like, the, the like the Merchants Brigade and all that, he knows his way around weapons a little too well. Like, you literally see him grab the plasma rifle. Like, he locks, he loads it, he tests it out, and then he proceeds. Like, I don't know if he did a little training before... 
he went on this rescue mission, but like Isaac, Isaac definitely had some kind of firearms training. Just say he fucks. Bro, listen, if you're around Isaac Clark, you don't want to find out. That's all I'm saying. It's at this point, you know, you grab your new weapons, you take a look around, and yes, the million dollar question, the room is littered with the corpses of the crewmen of the Ishimura. Nice. So, metal. you do what you do best, you look for metal, da -da -da -da. you look for uh, supplies, and then you call for the tram. This tram we kind of get to see, and it, it was very interesting, and I don't know if they did it on purpose, but the tram looks like a futuristic coffin. It's like if Elon Musk, a coffin using Tesla material, that's what it would look like, is the best way to put it. And then the best part about it is you enter this tram cautiously and it literally looks like any type of subway cart in New York, Italy. There's seats, there's graffiti. There might be a street performer in one of the other carts. Such a nice touch. Can't tell you what kind. Like it's it's very well done. I love that. I love a little graffiti on 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 the walls, man. Ah, man, it's street art. It really it, it is. talks to the it's people. It's beautiful. It's it's funny because living out in the country, we always have the train pass through. That's like the that's really my only way to see graffiti nowadays. <laughs> and it's fun because you get to see different graffiti from like different areas of the United States. It's so it's always it's always great when you're in like a high populated area where every time you you pass the train, there's new graffiti like every other day being painted on top of each other. Bro, you gotta tag it. It's it, it's you gotta keep it going. Oh, it's a tradition. The good old days, man. Ah, the youth, they don't do it like they used mm -mm. to. Well, either way, Isaac whips out his metro card. He hops on the tram, and he finally makes it to medical. And he is greeted once again by darkness, blood, and the cold, cold audio of the ship's AI announcing his arrival. So, once again, he stops by the security station at medical. He enters the corridor that would take him to where he needed to go, but he views something different. As soon as he enters the room, the floor is covered by a dense fog. The medical beds are turned on their sides, and the way that they're turned, they're actually blocking your path. Or better yet, they were blocking something. So Isis uses the kinesis module, kind of moves everything out of the way. He does it, you know, flick of the wrist. And it's here that getting through security, Isaac is greeted with carnage and destruction. Blood on the floor, limbs on the floor, gore on the floor. And with the subtle, subtle sparks of blue circuitry. But at that point, that's when you're startled. Because you get a phone call from none other than Hammond, your bestie, your best friend on this journey. So he reports in and he's asking Isaac if he heard from Kendra. But and <laughs> so, you know, everybody's separated now. So when they were attacked, they were separated. Isaac lets Hammond know that, hey, I made it to medical but it's become a slaughterhouse and the path to the morgue is blocked. So Isaac comes from the school of Michael Bay and he's like, listen, 
the way that they have the barricade set up, it was made in a haste. So what I need to do is I need to blow it with a hydrazine tank and a detonator. And at this point, you kind of find out Ham is not really listening to Isaac. Because then he goes on to say that he's literally in disbelief that Chen was attacking them, even though they all saw him die with his own, you know, they all saw him die with their own two eyes. This is where Hammond kind of gives Isaac a dark warning. If they barricaded the morgue, maybe it was to keep something in. And then the video cuts off. That's the that's the video wow. that you get left with. What a good what a great video that fully explains everything going on. Doesn't it give you the warm and fuzzies? <laughs> like, hey, I gotta go in there Man. regardless. Just like the videos from home. <laughs> it's uh, was it Bob Bob Saget would put this on America's funniest home videos. Bob Saget. Rip. Just remember Tourette's guy from the old YouTube. We miss you. Shout out to the dead. Yo, rip! Oh my God, man! What an era! What a YouTube made a lot of people famous. Yeah, but the wrong, but the wrong ones too. That's very. They mm, forgot yeah. about us. That's also fair. Well, <laughs> 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 we'll talk about all Chris Chan offline. <laughs> oh God, he's back on YouTube. Oh my god. Yeah, oh yeah, we gotta talk about that video. Yeah, we should totally record and react to it. <laughs> but to capitalize on that, right, about the wrong people, as you proceed, you notice a warning written in red that screams, evacuate this area immediately. And <laughs> before we go to the captain who's in the morgue, we first gotta go to the research wing of medical. It also happens that this is the wing that Nicole worked in. So just something to keep in mind. So Isaac continues traversing different corridors. Yes, they're littered with bodies, you know, manufactured <laughs> malfunctioning doors. And it's funny because on one of the doors, there's a poster that says, where would you be without science? <laughs> Well, it's just, it's just a corpse. Uh, well, either way, Isaac can't really I mean, process, so point. he proceeds to the main lab. Uh, look. It's not like he cares anymore. He's dead. He doesn't give a shit. It's not his problem. Well, listen, the body... He, yo, he is a one-track mind. He is going to save his woman. So you're right, he does not care about any of these Yo, he took the plasma rifle off Shorty. <laughs> Didn't like try to check her vitals or save her. So clearly, Isaac is not there for anybody else. Isaac proceeds to the main lab. And surprisingly, unlike everything we've seen on the ship, it's actually in pretty good condition. Little to no light, but it's literally the cleanest and the freshest room on the ship so far. So as Isaac is beginning his search, you get an in-game hint. And anybody who's played games know, shit's about to pop off. And the in-game hint is, once again, about the module that we just picked up. The game emphasizes we can throw shop sharp objects at enemies. You enter the lab and you actually start heading toward this door labeled Limb Stimulation Therapy Room. Oh. 
Go on. I'm yeah. I, I'm sold. Yeah, boys, trying to get stimulated. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> Proceed. Oh, man. it's 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 that twelve inches, dog. <laughs> well, needless to say, the sledgehammer comes out. Uh, out of where? Oh, the, I'm glad you asked. Out of the air. Because at that point, the alarms start blaring. The emergency floodlights kick in. Lights are kind of weaving in and out of the room. They illuminating darker sections of the lab that we couldn't see. And once again, our favorite AI on the ship, she drops that familiar message. The most haunting message that Isaac heard when he was looking at Chen. Hazardous anomaly detected. Quarantine activated. Whoa. At this point, Isaac is trying to figure out a way to get the hell out of this room. And before he can do anything, he immediately goes to the left, to the far side of the lab. But that was in vain. He gets greeted by one of these creatures bursting out of the vent. Bursted out of the vent like the Kool-Aid man. Isaac then peppers the monster with a with one or two shots, dismembering the legs, but it doesn't stop him. Because immediately on Isaac 6, he can see another one of those things coming up to flank him. The same way that they did Chen. So what he does, he breaks through the one he finishes he finishes dismembering. He jukes around the one that came from, that's coming from behind, and then he circles around a pillar to break their kind of, just to break through them and get a, get into a position to start ripping and tearing. So, Isaac essentially runs around the full length of the lab, and he runs back toward the entrance, gets enough distance, and he fires a stasis blast, and he misses. Stasis misses and one of the creatures strike him. Maybe one of the mutilated crewmen, maybe one of the the, the mutated colleague, you know, colonists. Who knows? Thankfully, Isaac has the armor upgrade, so he eats it. He eats that hit. So then he fires another stasis blast. And this time, just in time as the creature is getting ready for a second strike, he immediately pummels the frozen creature with his plasma cutter pummels it into pace and then he lines back-to-back shots on the other end of the lab just as soon as the stasis is coming down on the creatures but at that point that's when the alarm starts blaring louder and with no end in sight because now there are three more creatures that have entered the room at this point isaac just proceeds to spray and pray dismembering anything that comes into his vision one of the creatures drop Another stampedes over it, trying to reach Isaac as if, as, as if its life depends on it. But our hero thinks quick, he dismembers an arm, then uses a kinesis to pull the pincer and then stab the creature in place so he could work on its friend. He immediately dismembers the other creature and then proceeds to stomp out both of them until they're mashed potatoes. However, the quarantine isn't over. Isaac has to proceed to the second level of this lab. So, so far so good on Isaac's trip. He's got a few patients he's dealing with before he gets to the stimulation lab. But either way, he hops on this little cargo lift that's within the lab and it takes him down to the second level. There are two offices 
in the second level and then two locker rooms on the far end of it well as soon as isaac gets off this lift a creature walks immediately into his sights hasn't noticed isaac but walks into his view isaac dispatches it with his plasma cutter and then proceeds to give him the good uh good size 12 tims he's carrying and mashes the creature in but then two more creatures pop out there this literal lab is filled with creatures and monsters isaac impels one and he unloads on the other but to no avail both creatures manage to break through close enough and slash on isaac so he's taking hits but his armor is covering the blunt the brunts of the damage now before isaac can get away from them one of the creatures actually grabs him and but tears into his neck but luckily the armor holds up isaac breaks away but he is not doing so hot so he pushes through into the second floor lab he kind of puts it creates a choke point in one of the locker rooms and then he proceeds to like slowly dismember the creatures until they're like slowly slithering over to him with what limbs they have left and then at that point isaac proceeds to unload the plasma cutter until everything in the room goes silent and then the lights turn on and the quarantine has ended at this point, we need to search the lab for what we originally came for, either a detonator or the hydrazone can. Well, Isaac is kind of looking around the second floor of the lab, and he stumbles upon an audio log. And it's a surgical log from Dr. Chalice Mercer. Dr. Mercer is talking about a video feed from the colony on Ages 7. He's mentioning the miners, their transformation, and how it defies death itself. But the thing about it is, he says it with gusto instead of disgust. And it's here at this moment, we finally get a name for the creatures. Mercer refers to them as necromorphs. Kane, his cohort, who showed him the footage, says it's shaken his faith. My question, me as the player who's experiencing it, what faith? Mercer goes on to state that his faith has been rewarded richly. Even if Kane isn't set up for it, he needs to study these necromorphs. I don't know about y'all, but something stinks about the mission to Age of Seven. It's probably all the corpses. I walked into that. That's my fault. <laughs> we are going on more. I got something better than that, boys. Better than corpses? Better than corpses. So instead of going to uh, more corpses, we're going to go to Kane's lab. And he left a personal log around. It's here that we learned that he told Mercer what happened on the colony. Oh, we need that info. No, yeah. Oh, you're, you're about to get it. You got to sit down. I got to hold your horses. Stand up and applaud. Well, you're a better man than me. I want Shia LaBeouf levels of applause. 
I'm 35. I can't stand for too long. Well, you ain't got to stand, brother, because you're going to want to sit for this. Beautiful. So, <laughs> so Kane is ecstatic with the discovery and can't even imagine its potential, right? Apparently, the last time one of the things were discovered was during a the founding of a certain religion. And the thing in question is called the Marker. That's what they found on Ages 7. And the religion in question that was founded? Unitology. And if you remember, that's the religion Isaac's mom fell into. So clearly, this church has something to do with the Ishimura's reason for being at Ages 7. And it might revolve around this thing called the Marker. So he ends the log with this the being the herald of a new age. Maybe it's faith, but in his darkest hour, the church and his teachings have comforted him, and now he's in the right place at the right time, if only Amelia could be here. But it gets better, because Cain didn't just all leave a personal log. We also get a bit of a video chat between him and what I perceive to be the captain of the ship. So that one we'll see as the chapters go on. Kane asks him what in God's name is happening down there. And the captain quickly quips exactly that, God's work. But how could he say that? The deaths at the colony, the paranoia, the hallucinations. You want a scientific analysis, cause and effect? Well, it began after they raised the marker. Why are you worried the marker is a divine? We know this, says the captain. Best part, he informs Kane it will be on board the Ishimura for him to study so he could put his mind at ease. And he's like, how? How is that transformation, the necromorphs, the teachings promise? The captain responds, we're witnessing a new beginning. Terrence. This is a new beginning for unitology, for humanity, and our faiths are being tested. Everything is about change. And the last thing we hear is, that's what worries me. So, so far we found out the church may have had a nefarious reason for being there. The monsters are referred to as necromorphs and they might be the next stage of evolution. But... Lastly, Nicole works on this floor. So Isaac makes a mad dash into her office. And unlike the first game, this time when Isaac enters, you hear him actually calling out for Nicole. He's like yelling her name in the And mind you, it's a small room. She ain't in there, but he calls out to her multiple times. But it's an empty office. But we find more audio logs. And it's here we see that she's treating a patient, last name Harris. She's giving him medication and zero-G therapy. And she's saying that it's showing that he's showing improvement, especially what's going on on the colony. But she keeps getting interference from Dr. Mercer. He keeps saying that the patient's delusions are religious 
um, significance. It has religious significance. She states that she's about to file a complaint because she's not about to lose her patient over Scientology Unitology's BS. Whoops. Oh, a little yeah, slip that there. One. <laughs> yeah, a little slip. Yeah. So, <laughs> whoops. Oh, we're going to be put on a radar, boys. 55 <laughs> No, I'm going to keep it in. I want him to find us. Find you. I ain't gonna they pick will. a fight with Elrond. Especially when I said that about dude's fucking <laughs> soul is in a volcano or some shit. I've got kids, man. <laughs> with the Pokemon spirits? Okay. No, isn't we, that it? Don't, allegedly. Don't, don't they become... Yeah. They go into... They get rebirthed or returned to, like, the volcano where the alien spirits were? I got. I didn't read too far into Scientology. I wasn't gonna give y'all that kind of history recap. <laughs> but I'll find out. <laughs> But moral of the story, like Mercer, you're on to something, Brandon. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> and then we also find a, a journal entry from Nicole and a patient on the Ishimura. And they're actually talking about trying to get out of Unitology. But the church is so furious about this couple trying to leave or the, the chapel of the church that's on the ship or the congregation, whatever. They even did a sermon about why you shouldn't leave Unitology on how heretics are the enemies of humanity. And in Nicole's journal entry, she kind of breaks down and she makes a comment about Isaac. She doesn't reveal his name, but she makes a comment about treating his mom and how hard they tried and how she won't lose another one to the church. That adds a little bit more credence about what went down between Isaac and Nicole. Well, at this time, Isaac has searched through. He's gotten as many answers as he's going to get now. So he proceeds to make his way over to biological prosthetics, to the biological prosthetic center, excuse me. And as he's walking through the corridor and he turns left to see another survivor. And this is somebody who works in the lab that is alive. But this person is screaming their head off. They're screaming. They're begging Isaac to open the door. Let him out. But as soon as Isaac approaches, he sees that the person on the other end gets immediately impelled by like a stinger. And in the in, in through the glass, we, we see tentacles of what shot the stingers and, they, and it's moving in a frenzied motion and it continues to kind of like shoot a barrage of stingers at the scientist until he's dead. Then the monster, whatever it is, it jumps kind of into our view and Isaac isn't really able to get a good look on it. And it sort of looks like a primate with tentacles on its back. But it disappears in a ventilation. And the best part is we get to enter the room that the doctor was in. And if you guess that as soon as Isaac enters, yes, he is immediately ambushed by the creature. So immediately Isaac, he bobs, he weaves. He's kind of like running through this little portion of the lab trying to kill the creature. 
the same rules apply. You need to dismember this thing like you would any other necromorph, but you have to dismember the little tentacle pincers. So after a couple shots of the plasma cutter, Isaac puts the thing down. And it's at this point we get a better look at the primate creature. It's not an ape. It's not an animal. It's a crewman. But it's a baby. Come again? A what now? A baby? A baby. So the what necromorph. Is with this podcast and fucking babies. I was, you know, I'm glad oh, no, you man. said it. <laughs> Why is there it's always everyone. a baby involved? There's always a baby. It's because we all grew up with that great movie, Three Men and a Baby. That's what it is. We were all a baby. Some of us are still, still are babies. You cut that Death Stranding bullshit out right now. Check it out on you, me, and Lore. <laughs> the next one we're doing also has a baby. Oh my god. Are you for real? <laughs> He he really went out of his way to go check too. That's great. Yeah, I know he did. Yeah, so, that, oh, bruh. I hope. <laughs> well, the whole format's about to change. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, <laughs> Gerber, we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, back in two thousand and eight, that was a that was a surprising feature to find out you would be fighting mutated babies. It still catches my ass off guard when I find it. Well, I had to. I had to pull. A, I mean, what, what do you call a double look if you're just listening to? If you're just listening to other people. A double, Kansas City shuffle. We'll call, okay, we'll call it that. <laughs> Secret word of the day. Folks. Just because I like Kansas City. Shout out Jack Stacks. I okay. What what's Jack's that? Now I I need it's to know. It's just a barbecue restaurant. That's all. They put barbecue sauce on top of mac and cheese. It's crazy. Yeah, I heard it first, yo. Jack stacks. Jack stacks. We pick back up. Um, I think Isaac is probably reckoning with the fact that he fought a child. All we know is whatever thing they found on the age of seven, it does not discriminate. If it can consume you, it will. I assume Isaac is in disgust. He presses on. He hops on a nearby lift. Leaves the area. But as soon as he ascends up the lift and he walks off. There's more necromorph babies that are breaking through. Uh, containment in the lab. And they are striking at him. It is a nightmare if you ever get like a real proper look at some of these babies. You can kind of see that the innocence, it's kind of like mutated or been stripped away. And like their flesh is kind of twisting. They're a lot more feral. Their skull is more bigger and protruding. So either way, Isaac readies his aim, puts them down one at a time as these babies enter the room. A couple shots here, a status blast there. The deed is done, and then we make our exit into prosthetics through the sanitary shower. 
What is the fuck and is the layout of this ship? Bro, it's a weird fucking <laughs> like, ship when you play the like, game. Like, I it's, want it's, to say I, something I know. for a while. <laughs> I've let it go, and I've let it go, and I've let it go. But who was the architect? Like, who designed the layout of this ship? Next thing you're going to tell me is after we get through the sanitation showers, we have to go through the fucking... What? Wait a minute. The I think Hershey's a, factory. I think there is an answer to this, though. Isn't there, like, a dude, like, a couple hundred years prior to this timeline that he's, like, the founder of the company? Wouldn't that, like, be a good start? No, I believe the Ishimura is named after the guy who found the, uh, the, the space dimensional engine they use on all their ships in, in that timeline. All right, so we're going through this labyrinth to go kill Pan. Right, but luckily the the good thing is once you get through the sanitary shower, that actually puts us in limb stimulation therapy. <laughs> so... sounds, like, sounds like a. Ooh, I'm gonna hang on to that one. I saw this episode. It had Tara Reed. Yo, just imagine <laughs> Tara Reed. Oh my god. <laughs> Before, or after she got met, anyway. <laughs> Somehow both. Ah, well, Tara. Oh, Jesus. Well, you make it to limb stimulation therapy. Can we stop this saying is the place the everybody's been... <laughs> Because I can't take you seriously. Why do you not like limb stimulation it's not that therapy? I don't like it. It's that I can't take you seriously. <laughs> just, call, just call it what it is. It's a glory hole, all right? We all know. There we okay? go. It's like we know what it is. That you can't hide from it. So now we're in the bath. I mean, that makes sense. See, now we're getting into a layout that makes sense. We went to the showers, to the bathroom. Okay, right. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong because essentially, when you walk into limb stimulation, you walk in seeing a corpse being electrocuted. Oh, sh- what? So, <laughs> I am removing yeah, my there's, dick from the there's hole. just a dude. <laughs> Never. Actually, second thought, mean, halfway in the hole. <laughs> they, that's. <laughs> well. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna find a out if I can, He turns so. off the breaker. <laughs> I. <laughs> he turns it off, and he gets the shock pads that we're electrocuting the corpse, because that will be the skills. detonator for the bomb. <laughs> Fucking good old blue ball. Isaac I know over Isaac here. Clark. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Make sure if that guy blew his load. Uh, there we go. It's my dad joke of the night. <laughs> Isaac Clark, more like I suck fart. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> oh, this is great. I hope that's the line that gets us famous. <laughs> well. <laughs> Talk about bad timings, because this is Hammond's specialty. Because after, you know, you have your funsy with the electric corpse, Hammond calls back in. Little sit rep. Kendra's still not around. Eh. But he actually takes the time to actually talk to you and ask about Nicole. So that's sweet of him. So he's got some backups, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's got, like, Hammond is really good moral support in the game. They've, they've really brought out his softer side in this iteration. Oh, so the retainer. Well, yes, yes. 
And <laughs> Isaac kind of gives him the sad boy update that I, ha I haven't found my boo yet. All he can say is, because <laughs> Ham is also a dick, like he politely checks in and like, yo, how's everybody doing and all that. And he tells him, well, hurry up, because I don't like what I'm hearing out there. So, and like that, the call cuts out, and then Isaac proceeds to go back to what he needs to do. So we go back to the security station, recharge our equipment. Uh, we take out a necromorph or two that's on our way to the diagnostic wing of the medical lab. Brandon, keep up. And um, as you walk through some turns and bends of the corridor, the lights flicker until they go out. And then at the end of the hall, you see a silhouette of a man banging his head. And you walk in just in time to see him wreck his brains all over the walls. And Isaac, not giving a shit, proceeds right over his body. So then we enter imaging. And from there, we move what seems to be um, MRI equipment. But in moving that, we get surprised ambushed by another necromorph. Well, after taking care of the uh, the welcoming committee, you dispatch him, you get the battery he was kind of sitting on, and we need to use that battery to power a lift. And as soon as we hit the lift, yes, Isaac gets attacked by leaping necromorphs this time. No longer the ones that run and chase you. These are the ones that have like that lift every Monday and they kind of like shoot themselves across the room on pure spite. Rounds of plasma echo in the air. Isaac takes them down. He proceeds over to the second floor of imaging and he then reads written in blood infidels. So it makes me wonder if the people on this particular room were murdered by necromorphs or if they were murdered by zealots. Well, Either way, we try to proceed over to observation, but we're cut off because we don't have level two clearance just yet. Well, with that, we make a note of it. We roll out of therapy or imaging, and then we make our way over to zero G therapy. As soon as the door opens, all the oxygen gets pulled out. Isaac staggers, has to adjust himself. Maybe has to turn on the magnets in his boots. But it's at this point, we actually get a view of space, like a partial view, because you're walking through a tore up section of the Ishimura. You can see a little bit of space. You can see a little bit of age of seven. And boys, it is beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Also, at this point, once you navigate the damaged corridor, you enter the giant zero G room. And it's here Isaac goes full rocketeer rocket boots man looks like a baby giraffe learning how to walk like you are just flying through zero gravity and it is here in zero g that we find the uh, hydrazine can and then hammond surprise phone call he's telling isaac be careful and then hangs up at this point you could tell anytime that hammond calls something bad is going to happen as soon as you walk out of the storage room that's in zero G and you walk back into the giant zero G room, it's filled with necromorphs and it's the giant arm leaping ones. So as Isaac prepares for zero G combat in this room, you need to prepare to tune in next week to hear the rest of this episode. 
Or a fucking. Don't make me feel like I'm playing. Con yeah, don't make me feel like I'm playing Contra again. Do not get me started on Contra. So many, so many attempts. I don't think I've ever beat Contra. Me neither. Everybody's cheated to get to the end. Nobody's ever played. Well, like what? Ten people have probably played Contra from beginning to end. Dude, I don't think I've made it past the like the third like zone or area. It's been so long. I don't even remember what they're called. Stage. I don't fucking remember. Level. No stage. Like stage or level. I think stages is. Because what Contra's Konami, right? So they were they. I think they used to do stages. I think so. I don't know. All I know is I suck at it. Oh, hey, you can do your redemption. You could play uh, Cyberpunk and do. Um, is it Max Tech? What's the name of the little arcade game they added? Oh. Oh yeah, they added Trauma Team. It's pretty much Contra. Yeah, it's Contra and Cyberpunk. Well, that's dope. I played the other one, the Doom one that they added. That there's a doom game oh, in cyberpunk dude, there's a whole man there's yeah you gotta play it to get the monster truck it's a whole it's a whole thing man that that you would have to do an episode because there's a crossover between cyberpunk and uh the witcher 3 and there's been a mystery for like three years that was just been solved about the color what was it magenta I can't. I can't remember the whole thing. Oh, crazy. with a uh, it's insane. With series little excursion. No, it doesn't involve that, but it's like implied that's a part of it. Basically, little mm. statues all through. I say little. Some of them are fucking massive, but there's statues throughout the entire city. They had a hexadecimal code. When you put in that code, it came out to be magenta, and like there's this huge fucking community that's been investigating it. It's like akin to people trying to figure out what the mountain in Grand Theft Auto 5 does. Gotcha. How to how to get the uh the, the the secret room or Yeah, but they figured it out recently. So there's that. You get a monster truck out of it. Hot damn. Oh, there's your cyberpunk spoiler kids. Yeah, I don't apologize. There's a feature in that game I want to talk about, but I need Clean to play Cyberpunk. It's coming. I don't think he'll ever. I don't think no, he'll ever play Cyberpunk. No, yeah, because I can't. I can't. I. Oh, he I will. Can't fathom paying seventy bucks for Final Fantasy right now, so it's gonna be Cyberpunk first. Yeah, that means you gotta watch Edge Runners first. Yep, you have to watch Edge Run. You yes, you have to. It's literally before six months before the game. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, if Clean watches Edge Runners, then you need to watch an episode of his podcast. Which got you, Clean? <laughs> you heard the man start on YouTube, Playboy. Alright, you're gonna type in Clean on YouTube. Yeah, that that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> what does come up if I type in Clean? Uh, my house cleaner is lazy. <laughs> uh, okay, so you got my house cleaner is lazy. I got Taylor Swift's clean from 1989. That's my second result. That's your second one? <laughs> That's my first one. <laughs> Damn. 
Woman, stop playing Taylor Swift in this house. So, Isaac is just doing Isaac stuff. Is the only way I can surmise this episode. The best way to surmise this episode, Isaac is low-key a killing machine or the cousin of the Doom guy. Um, Religion in this iteration of Earth might have something to do with the necromorph outbreak that's happening on the Ishimura. Well, at the end of the day, we know there's a connection between Unitology, Isaac, Nicole, the Ishimura, and then some other players on the ship. So we know that everything that's happening on the ship may have been... What's the word? May, may have gotten a little bit of an assist by certain members of the church. I don't know. There's a whole lot of mysteries where... We're learning, at least now we have a name for the monsters. And apparently they're the next step in in the human evolutionary, you know, tree. So maybe more on that in the next episode. Maybe more of that on the next episode. You're that walking emoji with the glasses and the buck teeth, the nerd one. Alright, first of all, you know, you didn't have to come for me. I'm, it's not my fault I'm smart. It's not my fault. My, well, it is my fault my teeth are a little bucky, but you know, oh, that's all me. That's between me and God. There you are. That's what you sounded like. <laughs> oh, just wait. We haven't gotten to the hallucinations yet. I will fuck you up. Is that see that's a hallucination right there? Uh, oh, you're already experiencing it. And then I have to listen to Clean talk about Fallout while you're doing that. He's gonna talk about the uh, the uh, the one bunker that you go into, the one vault you go into that makes you hallucinate while you're in it. Yep, and don't forget bomb drop day just happened just a couple days ago too. Oh, did it? It was this week. Yeah, they just uh, oh shit. Look, yeah. October twenty third was bomb drop day. Wars for seventy six, and we found out that the show comes out April fourteenth, April twelfth, April twelfth. They should have made it April first, just to keep you fuckers on your toes. That's fucked up. That would have been hilarious. That then you have to go up until April just to just to find out if it's real or not. And Bethesda are marketing. People would be yeah, talking about you forever. And Bethesda are a bunch of trolls too. You know, apparently the Magic the Gathering cards that they're printing that the machines glitched. Good old Bethesda. Stop Good old playing. Bethesda style. That they're having a hard time printing. I, I don't believe you. It sounds real, but well, it's, it's, out of it's one of those two on the nose things. I heard somewhat. I believe it. Todd Howard walked in there, slapped the machine. <laughs> what if it's Todd Howard? What if he's the reason? Like, everybody else does great jobs, produces non-buggy messes, and then when everybody goes home, Todd just goes in there and starts fucking with shit. <laughs> Bro, are you saying he's the fucking Santa Claus of glitches? He just runs to yes. different studios, sprinkles his glitch dust? I don't know about other studios, <laughs> but his for sure. Like, I think, for real, everybody does a wonderful job, and then, like, when they all go home, he goes, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> just starts, like, typing away, just making nonsense spaghetti <laughs> code. I see it. Hey, man, that's how you stay on top. Can't let anybody come <laughs> be better than you. <laughs> oh, I love you, Todd. 
You wait. You know what? You know, if you think about it, we talk about how like Skyrim is a buggy mess and all this stuff. Nobody ever said if the refrigerator version had bugs. This is a good point. I bet it does. <laughs> so, I bet it does. I'm just saying, dog. I want to be rich enough to have a fucking what if refrigerator the most perfect? that plays Skyrim. I would never play Skyrim on it, but I'd be able to tell everybody it did. We end the podcast on capitalism at its finest. <laughs> capitalism made it. I'm not saying whether it's good or not, but I'm just saying Bro, that would be a without flex. capitalism, wouldn't have ever happened. It's up to you. What a flex. Eddie Hoop. Good episode, Kid Dog. I'm glad you uh, you sustained yourself. You didn't yeah. lose too much focus as I was sending funny memes in the chat while you're trying to talk. I apologize for I I could not keep a serious tone anymore. <laughs> like I was like I can't because if I try, I'm just gonna lose. So I I, I apologize for the loose the the, the lazy, <laughs> but those fucking memes. I literally am still thinking about Shorty. It's just a corpse. It's just a corpse. <laughs> that one was all clean. I think that one's the winner. He went for quality and over quantity. I mean, the runner-up is the Jets are going. <laughs> the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Almost broke me. <laughs> That's the one I had to stop. <laughs> they beat the That's Eagles. <laughs> It'll be the only good one oh, that they man, have this year. The worst part you say that. And- Wait, is... <laughs> Is the recording stopped? Are we supposed to stop? Oh, no. No, we're still going. Oh, wait. Oh. Everybody say, No, no. Everybody say bye. No, Quick. I just want to make sure. Brandon said yours. Clean. Hit yours. Right, later, y'all. Peace. Oh. Bye. <laughs>